0: Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah Hey, third Wednesday, right? <laughs> Welcome back to another
2: episode of the Bench Mob Podcast. We back, we here, we live. How y'all doing tonight?
1: Doing good, good, man. Bro. Greg is well rested.
2: Well rested, I wish. Just let y'all know to give y'all input. Greg being on time lasted one week. That's what Chris was alluding. Greg went back to the diva lifestyle. He's the TO of our show. He does the sit ups in the driveway with the media around.
0: He's the, he's the Lauren Hill of the group. Mm. Mm. I, pay my,
3: I pay my taxes. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she, leads every, she leads every show. <laughs> Are you forgetting she leads every show? She got, oh my God.
2: And wants full payment.
3: <laughs> yeah, she leads every show. She gets all her bread
2: though. Hey, that's it's Lauren though. She's she got the
1: pipes, can't blame her. Yeah, she's gonna get the chat.
2: Uh, we're gonna start off with this one first, of course. Thank you for all our listeners, subscribers, everybody that support us. We appreciate y'all. That New York Giants trash can drop down for those that cannot see. Chris just put up a New York Giants cup. I don't understand why he would do that, but as anyway, Lindsay's.
1: I don't condone it. Hmm?
2: Yeah.
3: I'm
1: surprised. Your wait, your fiance is a Giants fan? Uh, nah, her family are Giants so, fans. So she was fan, born into it. Yeah, she was born into it. But okay, you know, right, I got it right with the Bengals stuff now. She good. Yeah, all
3: right. Man, on No one going from the Giants <laughs> to the Bengals, bro. Ain't nobody you're going. Crazy. You crazy? crazy. I know that it literally, it literally makes no sense. There's no reason to do it. Like if you're a Giants fan, there's no reason to do that.
2: At all. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just, we not get into this.
1: Antonio, go ahead, bro.
2: Yeah, man. That, after this episode, just put it in the garbage. I don't think they even take that and recycle it. Starting off.
3: Fucking crazy, all right? Tone teamless, by the way.
2: Because <laughs> I, I don't deal with abuse well. So I
1: just see, you
3: see what I'm saying? The Cowboys have, be, have beaten them up to that point where you can give up. So Listen,
1: listen. We're going to get into your Giants later when we talk about these sorry teams in the NFC East. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: Well, with Greg hopping on two hours late, I don't even know if he's going to get to the NFC East
1: today. You might have to say
2: that for Thursday episode. We're going to start with the referees, though. Referees, we're hearing a lot of complaints. Um, Most recently, you know, we had the Kyrie shoulder ejection, which was the first time in their career that either have been ejected. Is this a normal, just a normal season? We're hearing the complaints because we hear them every season, or is this something that is really a problem this season with the refs? It seems like. In my opinion, this year, especially they want the players to be emotionless. They want them to be basically like Kawhi. Players are like technical fouls for saying and one, which is, for me, I think that's a first. So what y'all take on these referees this season?
1: I think it's horrible. I, I, I think it's absolutely horrible. Um, we, we know players in the past complain about refs. That's just a part of the game. Um, you know, if you're a player and a ref calls something on you, you're not going to like it at the end of the day. You know, you see it all the time when players travel and, you know, act in awe when when a ref calls them for traveling, right? When when they walk three, four steps. But this isn't that. Um, these are guys showing their passion, their love of the game, drawing, at each, drawing a little at each other. I mean, that's part of the competition. That's part of the rivalry. These are two teams that we're expected to see in the finals with the Nets and, and the Lakers. Like, you want it to be like this. You want that built up energy to come in June when they play each other in, in the, in the championship. So, um, I, I think the, the technical fouls were, were called super quick too. Um, the other night with Schroeder and, and Irving. Um, you know, if you watch that video and, and you, and you were watching the game, um, you know, Schroeder kind of looked like the innocent man. He was walking back. Kyrie was the one that was walking at him. And, um, Look, I get it. If you want to call one technical, call call a technical. But to tee them both up and throw them out of the game when they didn't even land lay hands on each other, like at, at that point, that's when it's getting too much. Like, hey man, these guys, there's gonna be talking It's sports. Like, and this is why I always have a problem with with basketball. The the NBA, like, they they're soft. They they got it soft, man. You see you see hockey. Uh, the referees allow players to fight, right? You see, um. Baseball benches clear more often than not during the season. But like football, even people be going at it. You remember Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson, like they be going at it. AJ Green and Jalen Ramsey, they be going at it, they be throwing punches. Yes, they get ejected, but they're getting ejected for throwing punches. You see scuffles all the time or whatnot, but basketball, you can't even draw at each other. Come on, man. Yeah, and to allude to you
2: know the whole situation with Schroeder and them. That second technical foul they came out and said was because Schroeder waved and told Kyrie goodbye.
1: He said, yeah, you're going too.
2: <laughs> if that's a reason to get a technical foul, I think that's a little overboard, and especially in this game. We saw it with Devin Booker getting kicked out for throwing the ball at a ref or bounce pass. But this game, this is a premier game. This is on, I believe it was on ABC. you don't get rid of the two, like, premier players. There's no LeBron here. There's no AD. KD was on limited minutes. Like, you don't get rid of Kyrie, and the game was only at that point four or five-point difference. That's, you know, you can't eject them from the game.
1: And Schroeder was going off. He was seven for 11.
2: Yeah, he was giving Kyrie some some problems. What was y'all in general this season, Miles or Greg, anything on it?
3: I'm so happy that Chris said what he said about about this. Uh, he said that in hockey they let the players fight. Um, baseball, it's like it's an unwritten rule. You go out there, you charge a mound. They don't. The, the ump's normally really stop it. These guys can throw, throw down and start fighting. And, and I, I just want people to think about the two the two similarities between, between those two sports and what makes them different in the NBA and why you think that that can happen in those sports but but not not the NBA. And you brought up the NBA, NFL, but they don't really fight like that. They they're over here swing at each other's helmets. It's just totally different. It's not the same. The, the nature of the sport's tough, but you, but you are right, ability, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want y'all to think about it. Why? Why is that in hockey, they can fight and in baseball, they can fight, but in the NBA, they can't? Go ahead.
0: No, I want, I want, I want Greg, to hear yeah, I know where Greg's going with this. Why? Go ahead, Miles. Let me hear it. But, I mean, in baseball, wouldn't you think it would be similar to th- that too like hockey -hmm. I mean because I know you're getting at the you know black white going down that road right now but um, I mean like you said hockey you're allowed to do way more they even let you square off (laughs) with each other which yo, is loud? Chris is laughing, rum dead ass. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why it's funny that that Greg
1: was. Talking about. Yo, it's yeah. funny because he always finds some way to tie it back to it's race. So, but yo, I have I, 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 no. Nah, listen, <laughs> I, I I I hear you, but I I disagree from a football perspective because we got a lot of brothers out there on that field at one time, and they still. I mean, it's it's more of a physical sport to begin with, anyway. So I get it from that perspective. But uh, go ahead. I'm gonna let you continue. They're
3: not letting him fight in football. They don't, they don't well,
1: we we not we not talking about fighting. We talking about they're getting ejected for for just conversating without even <laughs> touching each other.
3: The nature of football is more rough. So if you want to make football the exception, that's fine. But in black sports, black black primarily black leagues, they're not going to get away with nearly as much as they will in white leagues. And and this is just real. If you if, look, if you want the real, come to me. If you don't want if you want some some sugar coated ESPN stuff, go to ESPN. Don't come here. But I'm gonna tell you the truth because. In the NBA, it's a pro- the, the league is 70% to 80% black. They're not letting these guys get away with nothing. 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 Not giving them an itch. It's bad enough they got enough power to, to, to sway the entire face of the league, right? Because in free agency, do whatever they want. It's just different. There's the player empowered movement stronger in the NBA than in any other league in in, in pro sports at all. But um, that's enough. That's all That's all you're going to get, right? In these situations. And I'm not saying they should be able to fight, but there's just less leeway. These guys get way less. I mean... You saw what happened with Ron Artest and uh, mouse in the palace and all that stuff. I mean, ever since then, that's when things got real tight. It was that was the breaking point. That's when everything turned with refs. That's when everything turned with the their, the way they they rule, the officiates rule games and control the game. They they don't they don't let things slide. Um, and it, it's ridiculous. It's not, to answer your question to get back to your main point. Um, it's not good for the game, and you hope they don't do it in the playoffs because the playoffs is where it really hurts you. Not the regular season is one thing, but the playoffs if you have your star player getting ejected because he didn't like the fact that he was called the as Kyrie as, as Kai said an end well hopefully we get there well an end then what where's the line like what what's they, they can't talk trash anymore basically that's what we're talking about right now they've really limited it but um you know we, we, we'll get back to the race card another day with that conversation it is an interesting one and, and I'm not the only one who's ever said this go look up Jalen rose he's talked about this Jalen rose has talked about this in his podcast extensively about the difference between the the way the MLB conducts itself and the way the NHL conducts itself with these things, where these guys are allowed to fight, right, and act like boys, but in the NBA and in black, primarily black leagues, even the NFL, it's different. These, in the NFL, you if you if your socks aren't are to a certain height, they find you. That's a net. Come on, like that's what we're talking about. It's not the same, bro. It's not the same. But hey, we'll, we'll talk about that later. It's BS. This whole thing of refs, though.
2: Oh, speaking of, since Greg brought it up, what was your takes on the whole Kyrie-Shorda thing? We got the audio. It came out maybe a couple hours after that, that the whole conversation was, you know, dag, bro. And he, shoulder ended up calling Kyrie a nigga. And Kyrie came out after the game, you know, made a post talking about how it's not a term of endearment and it shouldn't be used. And we heard the audio he was telling, Schroeder, you don't know me like that. Don't call me that, bro. So what was your takes on Gate?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't really turn over <laughs> belief, because I'm sure at one point in his career, not too long ago, he probably conversed. I
3: said, like, you video him saying it? <laughs> yeah. He called Delson and. He called Delson the nigga at, 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 a, at a run a couple
0: years ago. Go ahead, bro. They recorded this dude. That's why it was funny that now he he's turning into a bigger thing than what it actually is. Because I'm sure every night that's said at some point between players that look like us. But just this night, I don't know if he had a bad coffee from Starbucks or something rubbed him the wrong way, but he wasn't feeling it. He wasn't taking that from, from Shorter. So I don't know. I think that he was a little sensitive in reacting that way, but I mean, the word's been a little desensitized as much as we use it in in pop culture and everyday life, just talking with friends. It's a word that's kind of like 200 years ago, it meant something totally different. Nowadays, it means you use it like that's my homie. That's my, you know what? So it's like Kyrie's time. He's trying to tie it back into, I'm not letting you use that word that kind of kept us down for so many years. But I mean, it wasn't worth fighting over, especially in a game. Like you could pull them to the side behind the scenes without the cameras rolling where they're going to catch you taking offense to a word that, They've also caught you saying multiple times elsewhere, too. So I don't know. I think Kyrie, he, he's a little sensitive, but I see where he's coming from in a way.
1: Yeah, if that's what set him off, you can't pick and choose when you want to use the word, right? You can't use it in the past and, and you know, use it with your boys, right? But when somebody else say, says it to you, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you can't have a coming to Jesus moment in the middle of the game. Like, you know, it, it, you, it, you got to play it the same way all the time. Um yeah, that's all I gotta say.
2: Yeah, maybe um he turned over new leaf because we had there's been plenty of videos as half him saying it. And maybe this is a part of his transition that he's been focusing on. Um it would just be interesting, you know, they're going to definitely watch now around the league and other players if he uses the word himself after this and you know, there's going to be certain players that's going to then try to use this as like, all right, maybe this is the thing that I could get Tyree, Kyrie kicked off. Maybe I could get him out of this game. I was just like, Hey, what's up, nigga. And Kyrie now goes for eight for 26 or gets a technical foul. Right. So in that regard, that's where it might be a concern. Um, because playoff time is by any means necessary. And, if he uses it again, you know he's going to look like a hypocrite. So that's the only thing that, you know, has to be watched for. I think this is a part of him transitioning to, I believe on his Instagram, is Kair. So maybe this is the reason behind it. Hold on.
3: Hold on, hold on. My, my, my thing about this whole thing is not anything to do with sports. I, I don't care about sports in this whole conversation. I really don't. I know this is a sports podcast, but we talk about everything. So let's tackle from a different angle real quick. So he doesn't want to be called that word. That's cool. I respect any black person that doesn't want to be called that word or doesn't want to say that word. That's fine. Like you know, no one hears a problem with that. No one in right. general does. the the funniest thing about all this to me is that he could have left that on the court. It didn't have to it didn't have to leave the court. No one knew what they was going on. No one knew what was said. I don't think Schroeder put it out there. I mean, unless I'm mistaken, right? He went on Twitter and chose to make this a public thing because he wants to be the enlightened one and all that stuff. And what bothers me about him going on Twitter and making it about him being called the N-word is that now you open up that conversation to the masses. I will say this, and I I say this all the time to people. I'll say it again here. I'll say it here. This is a conversation for Black people. It's not a conversation for the general population. What I mean by that is you don't get to have any other race jump into this conversation and tell Black people what they can or can't say or what they feel about what I, I don't care about anybody else's opinion about this. So that's why I didn't like it. It didn't sit right with me. That's why I rolled my eyes when I saw that tweet. And you said it, you put it in the group chat, and I rolled, I literally rolled my eyes when I saw it. I was just like, he's opening this up to the masses, and it makes no sense. It makes no sense. This is not something open to the court of public opinion for anybody other than Black people. It's just a very segmented conversation. It's for Black people to have. If Black people want to use that word, it's totally, it is different than the actual word that was used as a hateful word, right? It's not the same, E-R-A. It's, it's, you know, the ER and there's an the A. It's totally different. So I, I love when people act like that, but then you you get you get the, the, the white folk who come into the conversation and they don't get to say it, but they hear it all the time, but they, they say it with their friends and all that stuff. You open up Pandora's box and like, well, see, I agree. I shouldn't say it because then we can't say it. Like, don't open that door. Don't do that, Kyrie. Kyrie's trying to be the enlightened. Kyrie's going to make a lot of mistakes on this journey to being Kyrie or whatever the hell we calling him. He gonna make a lot of mistakes. because he, he wants to be a civil rights activist. He wants to be all these things. And I respect him for it. But this to me was just stupid. Like you don't open that door. Don't get yourself ejected because you got called in that word when you hear it on the court all the time. That joke flying around on the NBA court. We know that. It probably goes around 300 times in a game, right?
1: Bro, people dunk on somebody and be in their face. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Bro, like, so I'm
3: like he hears it all the time. This, this is just all the person. time. This dude was in a bad mood and want to go. And then he takes the next day off, right? I've been really defensive of Kyrie Irving. He takes the next day off. So what was the day off for? I don't know. And it's his personal business. But, like, you you only get so much PTO, bro. <laughs> like, you only get so much PTO. He got. We going to talk about it. You only we get so much it. PTO. So was, was, the, was it because you were so irritated? Because I'm thinking that Kyrie's a really irritable dude. Kyrie gets called now where he takes the next day off. Was it because you were called and then where you took the next day off? Like, I don't understand. Or was it because of what happened in Minnesota? Did, I don't know if it ha- have he, called the, have he called out before what happened with um, what happened um, in, in Minnesota with the, with the shooting. I'm not sure, but it, still, like this is just too much. If we're gonna keep it in this here in this conversation, Kyrie, I don't think he should have opened up Pandora's box to the, to the masses. I don't like I don't like that he did that because you got people chiming on this conversation. Frankly, I have no right chiming in on it. You know what I mean? Like I
2: don't know if y'all, I don't know how you guys feel about it. That's how I feel about it.
3: I don't know. I would love to hear how y'all feel about that.
2: I mean, my opinion on it is, it's a conversation, I agree, that should be had within our community. Um, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying, like you said, he's trying to educate people. He's trying to be a civil rights activist. And along the way, there will be bumps. Um, It's just, I'm sure you could say the same for Martin Luther King. I'm no, by any means, comparing the two. But I'm sure he had mistakes and bumps along the road. He just wasn't on social media. He just didn't decide to post it. So I think I agree with you know his approach and what he was trying to do. Um, I agree it should be a conversation had between us. And I'll say this on my end. It's different to me the way you use it. If you add in the ER, all right, cool wow. all right. I got a problem with that one. Yeah, with the A, and the thing is, uh, like Miles says, we have we have been desensitized to it. It's all in pop culture, our music, our shoot, some TV shows, movies. It, Quentin Tarantino be using that thing freely in his movies, freely. Mm-hmm. So it's all over the place. Um, but like I said, this is part of his process. It's going to be some bumps in the road. Martin Luther King, she on Coretta. We find out afterwards, but mm. it's going to be some bumps in the road.
3: You know, and and, and there's is there very different transgressions. If you want to call this a transgression, this is not a transgression. It was just stupid, in my opinion. It was dumb. Made it a bigger deal than it had to be. And also, you're going to have this conversation. You have it within your community. You don't open it up to everybody else because no one else can understand the gravity of the word to you, to, to a Black person. You don't you can't put yourself in that shoe, but you're gonna have white people in your, in your comments talking crazy now, like opening that door. And why, why open up that door is my thing. Like why even do that? You know what I'm saying? You can use the platform wherever you want to use it, but why do that? That's The one, the, the segment we don't want to hear from is anybody else but black people. Only black people should chime in on this conversation. That should be a thing that's internally decided between, between black people because it's a word that they, that we've adopted, that we've changed, that we've used differently, right? It's not a word that, that's not, that's no one else's decision. To make, you know what I'm saying, and so I, that's that's what it is for me. Like that's that's what I thought of right away. Like that's what annoyed me from a basketball perspective. Kyrie be on some weird stuff, bro. <laughs> like you want to make it about basketball on him and who he is. Kyrie be on some weird stuff. I, I don't know what else to make it about than than that.
2: Yeah, looking at it, um, you see it in our community all the time. It's kind of split. I've heard Jalen Rose's yeah. viewpoint on it, so I think this is something that's not going to be solved anytime soon. Um, everybody has their own opinions on it. I want to hear your opinion on the NBA and parody. Do you feel that the NBA has parody in its league? And what does parody in the NBA look like for y'all? In y'all opinion, what does parody look like?
0: Greg. I want to hear <laughs> what you got to say. You you got the monsters over there. So you should. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, why,
3: that's why he's doing that.
0: <laughs> Yo, the, okay, the NBA, I don't
3: I, the NBA is hasn't had parody for as long as I've been alive. If we're being honest, I don't. In the last 25 years, I'm not sure there has been much parity, and I know that I'm taking it back to, you know, Allen Iverson playing and them guys, and, and we're talking about the 90s too. I'm um, a little bit of it, anyways. Um, but the NBA hasn't had parity, and I'm I'm okay with it, frankly, because we're we're excited and we're building up to, to the to the big matchup with the Lakers and the Nets. On uh, the past it was was the Cavs and the Warriors. You know what it is, though. Here's the reason why there's no parity in the NBA. The biggest reason why, one man's the reason why. LeBron James is the reason why. And I'm not blame, I'm not blaming It's not about I'm it's not I'm not taking it to where you guys think I'm gonna take it. People think I'm gonna take it to him going to Miami and that's when things swayed. I don't think that's what happened. I think when the Celtics assembled their big three, that's when things changed. That that's what it happened. I know they didn't do it the same way. It wasn't Freydens coming together, but they assembled a super team. I don't care what anyone says. That was the first one of our lifetime. Um, but LeBron's the reason why. LeBron's tipped the scale so much. It's hard to beat LeBron teams, bro. LeBron took a bunch of scrubs to the, fi- to the finals, and the NBA was like, oh, wow, all right, this guy's something serious. He was like 21. All right, cool. We, get, we just got to gang up on him. That's what started happening. Like everyone talking about parody in the NBA. That's what it was. Back in the back when Michael Jordan was playing, back when Millie Bray was playing, and them dudes, like it, there wasn't a ton of parody back then either, because the best players would often be on the same team. People like to make it about LeBron. I know the conversation always goes back there. But- it's about LeBron for me for a different reason because of his greatness. It's, it's really to give him props because he is so hard to beat that him with average players can win an NBA championship on a given year. Used to be the case. Now you see KD. What's KD doing? Stockpiling. Why? Because of LeBron. You're not doing it for Ben Simmons or Joe Embiid. You're not worried about no one else. If LeBron didn't exist, the Nets would not be like this. So it's it's a LeBron thing, but not for the reasons people think it is. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's fun and it adds to a compelling uh, storyline for the NBA Finals, which we're all going to be looking forward to because we know what it's going to be. And I think that, I think that I know it's a little boring in the regular season; and it's hard to keep stay tuned in. But in the long run, you'll enjoy that seven game series. I promise you that.
2: What about when it comes to that, like with the East and the West? Do you think they should probably change it to the top sixteen teams? Because looking at the stand-ins, seven teams. There's a couple teams that's not even in in the playoff conversation when you look at. East to West, but all eight teams in the West definitely would be in the playoffs based off the standards right now for the Eastern Conference. Should they change up that playoff format where it's just, hey, top six, 16 teams, y'all get to the playoffs?
0: I don't think so. No. I think they, they should keep it the way it is. One, because if you deserve to be in the playoffs, you would make it regardless of what conference you're in or not. So if you're a good team in the Western Conference, you got to play better, clearly, since the West, Western Conference is a lot stronger. So that, that's that. Like, everybody knows the Eastern Conference has lately always been a little weak, a little watered down. I mean, you, you just look at it right you. now.
3: What? You got to talk about why, Miles. You got to talk about why the Eastern Conference is so weak. Here's the reason why.
0: Is it because of LeBron James? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everybody will start ducking smoke. Yo, you call it what it is. Everybody started ducking smoke. They all went to the West.
3: PG PG couldn't beat Braun in Indiana. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's get out of here. I know was it, was it a trade for him? Was it a trade that happened, or was he he forced his way out? He forced his way out, is what happened. He, like, bro, they all went to the West. They always ducking smoke with Braun. That's the reason why the East is so weak. That's the reason why. And Braun went to the West, and now he's terrorizing them out there, too. It's funny, it's funny how it works. But that's that's my point. Also. I think the real reason why you want it to be a 16-game layout because you know the Knicks wouldn't make it. The reason why you want to stay away from that because the Knicks wouldn't make it if it was a 16-game layout. And you know that you know damn well. I, so I think I think we'd we'd be able to sneak in
2: there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's not yo, it's not even logical, bro. Because you can't, how do you do the travel? Are you talking me <laughs> the Knicks can be matching with the Lakers one to 16? Let's say the Knicks to 16 seed, right? And they play the Lakers. You're gonna go to LA and you're at a great be a day off in between. That's ridiculous. That doesn't work, man. How wouldn't that work? It's it's too it's too much. It's to travel, you know, see, we're saying this because we're not playing. If you're gonna travel like that and then go play a game, that is
0: hard, man. That is hard. Jet yeah, lag. That's you have that day off in between, you know, get your them series gonna be as well. or whatever you, you need to do. And by the way,
2: just looking at the stack. The Knicks would be the 16th seed if we were to start. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they would just get in. brother.
3: state. That's what they are. They're the 16th, like best team. They're right there on the. they on. They're on the fray. That's what the Knicks are. So I'm saying, like, it, it, they would get in. They would get in. I'm I fine, but they would just barely get in. I'm calling a speed of speed, but this ain't about the Knicks though. I don't want I I to
0: get miles on. I'm, I'm upset. This is the serious And I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not about to recruit. 2001 ai or something to play for us something <laughs> similar to how the the, the nets got a stack team in it i yeah, mean y'all, you, so hold on
3: real quick didn't the knicks fans want this stack team yeah, y'all wanted kyrie irving you wanted kd and you were convinced you getting zion no, i wanted kd i
0: wanted kd i didn't want kyrie <laughs> for yourself? you
3: see, now, you see you, 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 yo
0: yo bro what, what?
3: the Knicks, the Knicks community wanted they were sure in fact they were arrogant they were arrogant about it i'm getting we're getting Kyrie, we're getting katie we're getting zion they were laughing my face they got none of the three none of them yo chris they got nothing bro they, they ended up with nothing that's fine okay. <laughs> so now the next rings.
0: i'm telling you we uh-huh. don't have the same amount of rings at the end of this whole Saga, you know,
3: you know, that's not true, and now the Nets have those three guys all of a sudden. Now, all oh, stacked deck. Oh, now it's uh, now, now the Nets are the Negroes, right? Like if he called the Negroes in the group chat. Now, that's that's what it is. But if the Knicks got all three of them dudes, y'all be popping big track. They talking, yo, next are talking big track because they they just over 500, bro. The Knicks are 500. You would think well, look who we're doing track. with, like, you look at our squad compared to y'all, which is more impressive. You, you gotta understand, I. Which we is more were, impressive? We were, we were you. The Nets were you. Yeah. We had we had Dinwiddie. We had D'Lo. We we didn't have much. We made it to the place. We were the cute team that got in. and were scrappy. We were you. And guess what? You didn't hear all that trash because Nets fans knew the bigger picture, but there's a bigger picture. We
0: I knew the end. We knew the end goal. What's what's the end goal for the Nets? What's next? Championship. Maybe y'all will get there. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Where? I got a lot to. You gonna bring uh, who who needs to come out of retirement? Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. Who else? Who else we bringing out?
3: It would it would be all good for Knicks fans if, if the Knicks were the, if there was a flip, if there was a the reverse, and Knicks fans are the ones getting LaMarcus Aldrin and Blake Blake Griffin.
0: That's what y'all wanted. That's what y'all wanted, though. That's what y'all I would, wanted. Else, and it didn't happen. I'd never want either one of those Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see how full of it they are, bro. <laughs> oh. Tell me if y'all agree with
2: Luca and Mark Cuban coming out, basically saying they aren't fans of the play-in situation, Um, especially Mark Cuban, who actually, before the season, who was on the NBA Board of Governors, he was a part of the NBA Board of Governors that voted unanimously to have the play-in game. Me, personally, I'm calling a spade a spade. They in the seventh seed. They don't want to be a part of that play-in game. Mm-hmm. And Luca said it first. Luca been crying all year. Mm-hmm. Sidebar: Luca has been crying a lot this year. Yes. And Mark Cuban, being the great owner that he is, is going to back up his player because he said it the day after. Mark Cuban wasn't saying nothing about no playing this whole season. Hey, Luca should have did what he's supposed to do from day one of this new season. Everybody said it, it looked like he came in out of shape, a little bit overweight. It's the West. You you ain't got that opportunity to be like, oh, I'm going to play into 15, 20 games. I'll get into shape. Not in the West. It's not it's not the East, bro. And a lot of teams were picking down to be a top 14. Luka was supposed to be the MVP, all these great things. <laughs> and they going to be probably in a play-in situation.
3: They don't want to see the Pelicans in a play-in situation. That's what that's about. Zeon getting them up out of there. And they run into the Pelicans, if front of the fans of Zion. I, mean, I think Z, and people know the Zion reference, but Zion getting them out of there if they see them. For real. That, that's why he try, they're just trying to duck smoke with the Pelicans. They don't want to see. Or the Grizzlies. Or the Grizzlies. That's that's the reality Ooh. of it.
2: Right now, do you think Dallas, keep it a stack. Do you think Dallas is beating Golden State, especially with how Seth Curry been playing as of late? The no. average is much so far.
3: Is Draymond healthy in the series? And you, you know.
0: Yeah, he's healthy.
3: Draymond, Draymond yeah, and then the Warriors a win. Yeah, I'm not a Steph Curry hater on God. I'm really not. <laughs> but if you're being honest, bro, yeah, I just think that Draymond makes that whole thing work. So, yeah, if he's healthy, they're not beating him in some game series. He's a winner. He's going to make it work. So, no, um, they wouldn't beat him. But, but at the same time, we all know what this is actually about. Luca and Mark Cuban are trying to advocate, are just trying to get out of a sticky situation. They could easily lose a playing game to a Grizzlies team led by John Moran, um, and and also the, um, the 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 Pelicans too. We're gonna to give. Them I more think they could even them.
2: lose lose to San Antonio out of those mm-hmm. bottom fourteen. You got Dallas, Memphis, San Antonio, Golden State, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, because KP. You don't know his health. Mm. Dallas doesn't really play D. Nope. It's really Luka and uh, Don Chex. They they just follow where he go. Yep. I think they're the weakest team overall. Yeah, the, the, out of
3: all. It's just Luka's the main difference maker. Because he's just the best. Out of all those teams, we're not talking about Golden State. Uh, he's got, they've got the best player. Dallas is the best individual player in any, in any one of those games. So it gives them a chance. But Zion is... Zion's damn close. He is he's out of his mind this year, yo. Now he 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 get he getting 30 balls on 80% shooting. That's some Shaq stuff. Um, so that that's the fear that they have. That's the fear they have, and and rightfully so. But don't try to change the rules
2: now, Mark. Mark's always been some slimy dude. Mark's always been something. He's support he's supporting his player, bro. he's the great owner, bro. Like, if I'm an owner and my star player speaks out, I don't, depending on what he says, for the most part. I'm backing them up. Chris, do you think they should change in, like, next season? Should there not be a play-in for the playoffs next season?
1: I think that if there there was a play-in, I think you'd see teams play a little more harder throughout the year because they know it's going to be that much – it's going to be that close to get in. You're going to have to be one of those top 16 teams, and I think the regular season would get a lot more competitive. You wouldn't see guys – uh, Kyrie's situation is different, but I would I would say you wouldn't see guys taking personal days. You know, you, you'd see maybe some players play through some of the little injuries. Um, you know, because they know what's on the line is making it into that, that, being one of those top 16 teams. So, uh, personally as a fan, that's something I would love to see. Um, do I think it's gonna happen? Probably not, because I feel like you know the, the, a lot of players will stand together and say, Nah, we like it the way it is. Either because hey, they're a team that consistently gets in, right? And and they're, you know, always in that top four, so they don't got anything to worry about. Or, you know, they're a team that, you know, maybe is, is riding on the lower seat and is like, hey, I don't know if, if we change it like this. I don't know if we get in next year. So um, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I definitely think uh, it would make it a lot more interesting regular season, um, especially for us fans.
2: Yeah, Mark Cuban alluded to that. He said with – play playing now this year. Players don't get to rest and you got to worry about travel and injury, but that's hey, that's excuses. Are. Hey, that's my viewpoint. If Dallas did what they're supposed to do, they could rest players like the LA Clippers or Phoenix Suns cuz we're top 3, top 4 seed. Even if we rest our players, we're not going to end up in a play-in situation. So, you
1: know. right. If you if you doing what you need to do anyways during the regular season, you don't got to worry about that extra stuff. Exactly. So,
2: We'll see what happens. I don't think anything changes. I think it's just Mark Cuban doing his job of supporting his plays. Flag on the play segment. First one, this one should be interesting. I would like to see if anybody actually accepts to talk about this one. DJ Mustard, personal shopper, (laughs) Chris Walker was caught racking up 50K as of right now. 50K on her own personal stuff. Accept
1: or decline? I, oh. I missed that. You said DJ Mustard was caught racking up 50K on what? DJ, DJ Mustard's personal shopper, oh, Carissa shop.
2: Walker, spent 50K on herself mm. off <laughs> of his credit card. They're saying that it might go up to 100K, actually. Mm.
3: Just another example of how celebrities are stupid. Why do you have a personal shopper? Is that, is that, is that is and why,
1: why does she think she wouldn't get caught? You don't think the man checks his receipts or checks his bank account or has someone do that?
3: You told me that you told me DJ Mustard so busy he can't go shopping for himself?
0: Too busy hey. losing weight, that's why.
1: Hey, he be dropping them beats, so. though. DJ Mustard on the beat.
2: <laughs> Yo, <laughs> was he was him. getting 6k a month, which is 72k a year, to just go shop for DJ Mustard. And he was allowing her to say that. She was his stylist, even though she was just a personal shopper, so she could get gigs
1: elsewhere, so. I'll tell you this. She must be cute if she has all that pull.
2: Yeah.
3: Ain't, ain't no
1: way he got some ugly shopper, I'll tell you that much.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I agree, Chris. He, yeah. was, he
1: was distracted by, by something else. You know what I mean?
3: He gave her mad perks, bro. I agree. Well, he was engaged. Or he's
0: married or something.
3: know, yeah, you know, did that,
0: My like that.
1: has ever stopped a superstar? yeah never stopped nobody, bro. Or a celebrity.
0: All the engaged and married people on the, the podcast. Black men don't cheat about don't celebrities first of all. Second of all,
3: Miles will act all wholesome right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. DJ Must does not speak for uh for the majority of the black community. Black men do not cheat on a serious topic. Black men don't cheat. Next topic. <laughs> Keelan Spadoni was arrested for not returning $1.2 million that was accidentally deposited into her account, except the client,
1: Except, you know, i seen her mugstrap, too. And she was... <laughs> you know, she, she didn't look unbothered at all. And it, for her, like, look, I say this all the time. Actually, no, I do I'm, I'm sitting here caverning. <laughs> You know, she need, a return, she need a return to return that money. Because I'm sitting here acting like, yo, if someone deposited all that money in my account. I'm keeping it. And I know damn well I ain't keeping it. Ain't no way my mother letting me keep it. They coming for that thing. But again, it begs the question like, hey, you put this money in my account. I didn't take it. Technically, because you're a lot. I can go into Greg's account right now at whatever bank he's at and deposit money in his account. I'm not getting that back. They're not giving it because I can't withdraw money out of his account. So technically, if they deposit money in her account, she should be able to keep that. But hey, it's 1.2 million, they're not trying to play around with that.
2: Yeah. The other thing too, it was Charles Schwab who accidentally deposited 1.2 million into her account. It was supposed to be $82, which is mm. a huge, huge mistake. I 1.2 and 80, 1.2 million, 82 dollars. They don't the numbers don't mix up at all. But they said that where her crime was is she took the money, moved it to a separate account,
1: mm. and then
2: bought a house and bought a car.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. She wilding. You left that part out. <laughs> she bugging. She thought she done changed her whole life up. <laughs> she thought she was Kim K for a second. She said, let me go get this Rolls Royce. Let me get this mansion. Let me go get my nails there real quick. Take little Billy Joe down the street. We're gonna go see a movie. We're gonna stop at the corner and go see Tony. Nah, <laughs> she didn't chill. <laughs> she done bought a crib.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happened. This was in uh, Louisiana. People are so stupid, yo.
1: I thought she just got blessed.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would have reported or something, bro, because it came from Charles Schwab. That's not.
3: It came from the bank. They were gonna. They gonna trace their money,
2: like right. You know you ain't do nothing to get one point two mil. That is funny. She thought she if had a- I just found one point two mil just laying there. That's a that's a whole other whole another conversation. But you deposited it in my account. That's yeah. you can tax on anything over nine thousand. I don't know. Anywho, next one. Greg should definitely probably accept this one. Shannon Sharp allegedly was quoting um a fake KD quote from a, a fake Instagram account. I'll read the quote for you. He kind of Brandon Marshall-esque was saying Mm. that KD said, and I quote, um, people try to discredit my rings, but honestly, I feel like they're the most valuable of our era. People argue LeBron is a GOAT, but if I beat him back-to-back finals, then what does that make me? (laughs) he already came out said that he never said that so except for decline
3: I mean I, I thought that quote was real, was real for the longest time that quote's been circulating for a long time yeah, that's there yeah, that's not a new quote so I, I don't know why Shannon brought it up now uh but Shannon always talking about you know the gold conversation that's what, in fact that's what that show that show survives off of that conversation I don't know if y'all realize that like people really only tune into it for that. For that thing, for that discussion, I feel like more than anything else. Maybe i maybe maybe I'm off in saying that, but I feel like that's where they really make it. That's where they get make it all count for them. Um, but I mean, hey, KD could call can call him out if he wants to. Katie be on the KD be on the internet too much. Yo, how long have people been talking bad about Braun? Like, come on, how long have people been saying inaccurate things about Braun? Like, yo, it's skip alone. Skip alone would have would, would give Braun reason to be on the internet and going crazy at him. Crazy and and that doesn't happen. I doesn't like, KD KD. I know KD like wanted to make an example of him. That's cool. He made Shannon Sharp look like a fool. Um, but at the end of the day, oh like his social media use is concerned. It really is. Like it, it doesn't affect him on the basketball court. Has nothing to do with his play. He he seems to. He's he's a great player. But it just just is a it's a life thing for him. Like it's a life concern. Like people around him should be concerned with his social media use. No no for real. Like it's just no reason like why are you worried about Yo, know, he had a game in three hours and he was talking to shannon Sharp about what he said Give a game in three hours right now he went he went see so he went and dropped 33 <laughs> regardless of the fact that he's having this conversation it didn't affect him but i'm just saying like katie so it all goes back to katie's social media use for me like i just think yo you you're too influential for this obviously he didn't say he it, has the right to defend himself i get that if he didn't say it it's also an incredibly stupid quote anyways and and it really it fueled my hate for him when he was at the goals they were. I was like, "What are you talking about, bro?" Like, if he actually said that, but we didn't know. Um, but two two main things: the spread of misinformation is crazy right nowadays. Don't believe anything you read because it comes from everywhere and it can look real. That quote looks real when you see it. Um, and then also, KD social media use is, is a concern. Now, now he the only difference is now he's not using a burner. Now he's just going at dudes out in the open.
1: Now, Greg, let me ask you this, though. When did you find out that, like, it was fake? I, today. I didn't know. it was. I thought it was something KD actually said. So so it wasn't just uh, – It wasn't just Shannon Sharpe, that's no. yeah, Yeah, it wasn't – okay. That's what no, I wanted to make I sure. Did, I, I
3: thought it was real. I, you, yo, Miles and Tony, y'all heard this, this quote, I'm sure, before.
1: Yeah, it, it looked real. The whole
2: post looked real. Oh, yeah. It had on the bottom that it was on a podcast and, and everything like that. So it looked real. Honestly, low-key, everybody was saying this. it sounded like something Katie would have said anyhow. Yeah. So, I don't blame Shan Sharp that much for falling for it. I really don't.
3: I really don't. I just think it's funny. I just hey, think it's funny. Sharp we, self. Well, here's this, too. Well, Shan Sharp's not a, a journalist. He's the dude that they pay to talk about talk about these things on TVs, and he's an entertainer. He's not a journalist. There's no journalistic integrity here. He didn't do no research on this. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He doesn't research facts and stats and all that stuff. That's not what his job is. His job is to be entertaining on TV. So for, for KD to come at him as if you're talking to Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bills, who they wrote for papers their whole life. man, My man my man, uh, Shannon Sharper, like, they're banging heads with dudes for 15 years. He's he uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I Yeah, T.E. This ain't his job. This ain't his, it's not his job to, to, to be accurate with his reports. I mean, you'd hope he would be, but if you go into Shannon Sharp as your source for information, you already messed up. So at the end of the day, Katie, KD, why didn't Katie have to see that thing circling the internet? You know how sensitive he is. Why didn't you go at the? Why didn't he say that this is a fake quote before? Why wait till now? But Shannon says it now's a problem. You know, you know why it's a problem? Conspiracy of Greg Tom. You know why it's a problem? Because Shannon Sharp is always defending LeBron James. Shannon Sharp's always pushing the, the the propaganda that LeBron's the greatest, the goat. And it bothers KD because KD always been second in everything since he's gotten the NBA. In the basketball space, he's always been second. So it bothers him. So then he he's just picking and choosing now. He's just picking and choosing to go after Shannon strong. That's what it is. You want to go, you want to do the conspiracy thing? That's all it is. It's KD's insecurity manifesting itself on social
2: media. Hey, yo, before we change this to the last one, you got like a a, a gallon refiller over there, Miles. You sipped on that thing like
0: 12 times and it's still soda left in there.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm not over here chugging it. I didn't stick a, a needle in it and start shotgunning it. Man, that'd be funny. <laughs> All right, last one. You mentioned Stephen A. Perfect transition.
2: Stephen A. Smith, you alluded to it earlier. Says, and I quote: "Kyrie Irving should give some of that money back if he keeps missing games at his leisure, except for decline. He should."
0: Greg, it's this nice. your boy.
3: No, I don't. I've I I've come down pretty hard on Kyrie in the show already. Do oh, I think he should give money back to the Nets? No, I, I don't think he should. You don't got to get in this pocket of money's guaranteed. I ain't gonna tell any any, especially a black person to give the bread back. I wouldn't tell anybody to give the money back, but especially a black person, I'm not telling you to give the bread back. So that's fine. Kyrie's paid the way he's paid because he's very good at what he does. Is he on some weird stuff missing all these taking all these personal days? Yes, there's no way around it. I've never seen anything quite like this before in sports. It's really interesting. But it also goes to show you that the NBA is run by players. You ever think again, see, let's never let's never, let's never have this conversation again. When a star player asks to get traded from an NBA team and and we and they say they want to go there, let's just assume they're going to go to where they want to go. Because that, that's what happens. When you're this good, you can take as much PTO as you want. That's the sad thing about it. Let's hope we just do it in the playoffs. But I think if it was in the playoffs, it would be a different discussion. I, I think that Stephen A is right. Um, from an ethical perspective, like, yeah, you don't just take days off like your leisure, like, just because, but um, at the end of the day, I don't think that Kyrie should be giving money back. He's always doing too much, bro. He's always doing too much. He had to take it one step further, right? Give the money back. Hey, why? Miles, he has the money back for what? Why? Why do you think that? If RJ Barrett becomes as good as Kyrie every
0: one day, but he's not going <laughs> to take days off. He would never take days off. Nobody in the league is doing this, but, but him and Kawhi. That's it. And Kawhi did it because he's been milking an injury for about five years. He ain't more.
3: milking nothing. Ka- Kawhi soft. He ain't milking nothing. Call it what it is. Kawhi soft. Kawhi overrated, bro. I'm, I'm really tired of having this conversation with people. <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi overrated. Kawhi's soft. Overrated. looking at that, that little knee stint situation for the longest. <laughs> Him and PG both soft. Kawhi, that's why the Clippers are not going. That's why the Clippers, we're not scared of the Clippers, bro. You know, in all seriousness, bring her back. I, I think that is going to start. It's going to happen. We're going to see other players do it. I think that to, you're probably. You know what? You're probably right. Ka- Kawhi. I mean, not be about the injuries. How do we know Kawhi not just going fishing on those days he says he on the management days. How do we know he's just not doing to go fishing? He's some weird. He's some weird
0: dude. Like we don't know what and he doing. He's probably sitting upright in his room for eight hours if he's not. <laughs> he, he doesn't look like a guy who does anything besides basketball. So I don't think. You're he's right. gonna, you're right.
2: That's what I'm saying. So yeah, you that hit that, up. PG uh, go fishing. PG go fishing. We don't know what Kawhi do. We <laughs> don't know what PG do either. He's some weird dude too. No, PG go fishing. He had he he be having whole fishing tournaments in the summer and everything like that. i weird. Yeah, he's weird, bro. <laughs> Transitioning. Uh, Julian Edelman has retired, and it started this whole spew of is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? They had this conversation after that Super Bowl win and he got Super Bowl MVP. It was, oh, he's a hall of famer, he's a hall of famer. Do you think Julian Edelman deserves to be in the hall of fame? We're not talking first ballot, second ballot. Does he deserve to be in the hall of fame in Yaha? I'm gonna throw out some names out there before you start that who play the same position, but are not in the hall of fame and have pretty good stats. Tory Hope, 920 catches. 13,000 yards, 74 touchdowns, seven Pro Bowls. Reggie Wayne, 1,070 catches, 14,000 yards, 82 touchdowns, Super Bowl champ, six time Pro Bowl. Heinz Ward, 1,000 catches, 12,083 yards, 85 T's, two Super Bowls, Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, and a four time Pro Bowl. Julian Edelman,
0: Hall of Famer? I mean, comparing him to those guys, (laughs) hell no. Because those are all Hall of Famers, they'll all get in. At some point, but Julian Edelman, his main thing is he's been reliable. He comes up clutch in the playoffs, and he's what the Patriots have needed for as long as he's been in the league. He'll he'll be in the Ring of Honor for the Patriots, but he won't be a Hall of Famer as far as his playing goes. Like I don't I don't know. I don't think he's he's not even as good as Wes Welker, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. So if he's not on that level, then Bullseye. Man. I'm not I'm not putting him in there.
2: Bullseye, Booker and Edelman both played 12 years. Completely different stats though. Edelman only eclipsed a thousand yards three times, never made a Pro Bowl. His catches for his career is 75th all time. His yards is 156 all time. His touchdown receptions doesn't even crack the top 250. 36, Edelman, right? What is it? You said his touchdown catches?
1: Yeah. What's the total? Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Okay.
2: Some high schoolers get that in one season. Wes Welker,
1: <laughs>
2: nine hundred three <laughs> catches, nine thousand plus yards, fifty five Pro Bowls. Same position. Station.
1: Yeah, I'll um, say this: we don't we don't have to go too much in, into this, right? I mean, you you brought up some some notable names. Um, Patriots fans' argument is like, oh, he won uh, three Super Bowls. You know, he was a seventh-round pick in 2009. He wasn't supposed to be this good, and that's all true. But at the end of the day, getting into the Hall of Fame isn't a team sport. It's not about the Super Bowls that you have. It's about your individual stats and what you bring to the table. you got to be the best at your position, right? So when when you talk about other wide receivers that were in the league at the same time as uh, Edelman, you know, he was never – the best wide receiver in the league during his time. He like Greg said he was what the Patriots needed. He fit into their scheme. He was Tom Brady's savior. He 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 was quick guy, very similar to Wes Welker. Um showed up in big games when he needed to show up and again he was a great player. He he had a great NFL career, but at the same time it's like when you compare him to the best of the best at his position, you know, he falls short.
2: Yeah. It's a
1: great story. Y'all could
2: give him a documentary. Y'all could give him a movie. <laughs> he could be NFL films, maybe a thirty for thirty. But he's
1: yeah. not. give him an E sixty.
2: Why E yeah,
1: why, why, why are they pushing it?
3: Why are they pushing it so hard? I, I ain't got to talk about this. Y'all know what I think already. I, <laughs> I ain't got to say anything. I think I think people could just know. People just know. We listen to this podcast. You know exactly what I'm going to say about this. Why do you think that people are pushing him into the Hall of Fame conversation so much though?
0: I mean, yes, it, it, his the color of his skin. I'm not going to say that necessarily,
3: although, damn, I was like, come on. Because he played
1: with Tom Brady, and he has three um, rings. That's that's they, why. Because Tom Brady's little brother.
2: Question, they, do they do this, though, like with Wes Welker? Because I don't, I don't think they do the same type of love for Wes Welker.
3: Which is weird, which is weird because Wes Welker was a better player. And Edelman backed him up for years and couldn't beat him out until West Walker finally his brain got scrambled enough to where he couldn't play. That that's that's the reality. That's the reality of it. God bless him. I hope he's okay. But it, 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 he wanted to keep playing even in his situation. This guy kept coming back. He went to the Broncos. Remember, he couldn't put, oh. do a jigsaw. He couldn't do a fifth-grade jigsaw puzzle at the house. He was trying to play football. That's the so that's a whole different conversation. But um, he wasn't better than West Walker. West Walker for, had to be. He was forced out of out of the league. Um, and that's why Edelman got a chance. He did great with his chance. <laughs> but at what point did we ever go, hey, well, West, um, Julian Evans, one of the best receivers in the football. At what point did we ever say that? We never. He was never a part of the top 10 conversation. How could you be a Hall of Famer and you were never top 10? It makes no sense. Numbers, all, the numbers just aren't in his favor either. It's not even a conversation. The only reason why we're having this conversation is because of Tom Brady exceptionalism. He gets the Tom Brady benefit of the doubt because he played with Tom Brady. It all boils down to him. That, that's, the, that's the reason why. He, and, and him being short and white also helps as well. But we won't get there.
0: Transitioning,
2: I'm glad we're all on the same page. That I was a little concerned. I was hoping nobody on this show would say that he was a Hall of Famer because that would have just took a Huge yo, left. Hey yo, I heard,
3: I heard, I heard Colin Cowherd on the show today saying that, uh, making a case for him over Ocho Cinco. He drunk. He, he drunk. I ain't a. He called Ocho, Ocho Cinco a bad route runner.
2: You're he said right. that quickest feet in the league during his time. No, yo, you have no credibility at all anymore after that, Colin Cowherd, to say that Ocho Cinco, bruh. We know. Even, what- he- we know what it was with Ocho Cinco. It was everything hey, off the field.
1: Listen, just hit him with the Ocho Cinco line. Child, please. Next.
2: Child, please, and kiss the baby. Kiss the everything baby. Mm-hmm. Everything. NFC West. Pressure. We did it last episode. We're going to break down NFC West.
1: We doing break. it? We get into it?
2: NFC West, not the East. We ain't doing the East tonight. All right, okay. all right. East. but. <laughs> Yo, who has the most pressure? We're gonna start off with the Cardinals. Who has the most pressure
1: to perform? Oh, yeah. I like this one. I like this one. Oh, we starting off with the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury. <sighs> yes, we're doing one coach, one player, though. So, obviously, Cliff Kingsbury.
3: I think, Cliff, I think, it Cliff, I, think Cliff King, I, I think, Cliff Kingsbury is like the, the best answer you could give. I think he has the most pre- – he's like talking about the most pressure on, on the entire team. I know we're doing coach player, but if you want to talk about the guy who has the most pressure on him, on the, like on themselves individually, it's Cliff Kingsbury because they, they have a team they feel is ready to win now, and Cliff Kingsbury teams don't play. They haven't played much defense historically throughout his time in the NFL. He didn't play much defense in college. He's a young coach. It'll be easy to scoop him up out of there, and the GMs in the hot seat. He's been there for a long time. I know he's did a good job building a team that can – that division that is incredibly difficult, Right? They got to make like the first of the wild card team. They didn't do that last year. Right? And and they were talented enough to do that, to do that last year. So it's it's a management and coaching thing. It's not a Colin Murray thing so much. We know what he is. We know what he is. I'm not really worried about that. I, I It's more about Cliff Kingsbury, the system he has, and can you prove to yourself to be an elite coach in the NFL? Because if you can't, they're going to get you out of there fast and find a coach they think is elite. who can They can pair up with Colin Murray for the next 10, 15 years. That's what they, that's what, that's what they are.
1: They signed uh, James Conner today.
3: Yeah, they only signed they've only made offensive additions for the most part, outside of yeah. JJ Watt. Their defense is a problem, not the offense. They can score 30 points with no problem before. I don't I, they want to be able to run the ball and be more balanced. I'm not and maybe Connor is your answer there. That's fine. He's he's solid, but they need to be able to play defense. They need to be able to rely on their defense to win some football games to help out and be complimentary. Right now they just, they're just an offensive football team that can score 30 points, but they they'll give up 30 points just as easily. So that's that's the problem. And they have talent has had have the ball.
2: But they haven't put it all together. Are you all ingredients that is on Kingsbury?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that answer.
2: You usually like my answers. Oh, man,
1: if you don't <laughs> stop. Ram.
3: Hey,
2: <laughs> who has the most pressure for the Rams?
0: Stafford. I mean, he's a new quarterback. They just traded for him, gave up all those assets. Clearly, they think they're ready to make a run at it right now. And they were only a quarterback away from – getting to the bowl so I think he's got the most pressure either him or McVay but I think more so Stafford because it's always been oh the Lions have held him back he he's never had a good team well now you got a good team you got a, a solid defense and you got a trio of receivers that are pretty solid so it's like you have no more excuses at this point you're in in the best position you've been in in your career now now it's time for you to produce. I yeah. think you're going to see the same
2: Stafford. I, it's going to be the same Detroit Stafford. He's going to get his stats. He's going to get his stats, but I don't know if that produces into winning or a Super Bowl as, you know, a lot of people predicted. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl this year, just is because of Stafford. They-
3: so because of him, they're not going to make the Super Bowl? Is that, is that what you're saying? Because No, no, no I'm saying, saying,
2: everybody's saying, oh, so Jared Goff was the issue. We add Stafford now it's a Super Bowl championship. Mm, pump the brakes with that. He's a better quarterback than Goff, but I don't think Super Bowl championship for because y'all added Stafford.
0: That's not, no. nah.
2: No. Really, I don't
3: know, bro. Yeah, yeah that's that's a hard take. I don't know. Why I'm I, that's. I, I think that them adding him is huge. I think Jared Goff was what held them back as a team. The defense was amazing all year. The offense was stagnant at best with, with, with golf, He was limited. Goff was limited. When the play breaks down, he can't do anything, and he doesn't have the arm. He has the arm to push the ball down the field, but it has to be perfect. The situation has to be perfect. People can't be near his feet. Stafford got the arm to make those throws, bro. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that that team is a Super Bowl-level team. They could, I think they're going to get there. If they don't get there, it's a failure. So, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on him and also a lot of pressure on the coach, too, because – He's considered a genius. Wasn't McVeigh the genius, as everybody was talking about? He, remember, he plays from, like, sixth grade. That's what everybody raised out with him. Um, and I'm not saying he's overrated. He's, he's been great. Um, but I think that will help him back with the quarter acquisition. Them upgrading it puts him in a different position now. Like, that's what makes Arizona's life harder. That's what makes Seattle's life harder. They're a better team than Seattle. Straight, easily. Easily. So, um, you have Stafford, you've you got a chance to win a cheer, A chip. And, in fact, this is his best chance to win one for this year.
2: This is best chance. He's better than Goff, but I don't see them. They'll make the playoff. I don't see them them winning. I don't He's see better them.
3: than Kyle Murray right now, too.
2: Stafford. Oh he oh, he is. Oh
3: he, yeah. okay, this is this is interesting. Today's the kind of conversation we gotta have. Because I think Stafford's better than Kyle Murray right now. Head head up. I really do. Can yeah. you write
0: this down for next episode? What? Oh yeah. this debate this debate
3: oh we'll get into it more but uh, and that's fine that's my everybody's in-person children are gonna be great
2: yeah they're gonna be oh, great treat genius um before we turn this to the next team are you in agreement with with greg do you like his answer that who talk- so i'm talking to chris does he like greg uh, answer again
1: about, about Kyler Murray being better or being uh, Stafford being better than Kyler Murray, or are we talking about Stafford for, uh, has the most pressure Stafford most pressure and Stafford gets them into the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they, they traded everything for, for you to come there. So I, I think, uh, it's only right to say he has the most pressure. I mean, he's got to perform. He, uh, hasn't been, hasn't won a playoff game and God knows how long. Um, He's been on the Lions the, the, the past few years, but he's had great stats. So he shows that he can he can play at a high level. But now you surround him with pieces that allow him to do that. So everyone's looking at him as the as savior to, to help the Rams. So um, I'm sure he's feeling that pressure, too, because now he's for the first time in his career in a, or in a long time, he's going to be a part of a, a winning situation. So he's going to have to carry the weight of that and help the offense out and <laughs> really live up to the expectations that everyone has for him
2: you transition because we'll have to talk about this next episode but stafford uh, i've heard greg say something along the lines of this you know regarding rj Barrett and players as of such has he ever really had experience playing winning ball has kyler you can you see no, you can... i'm not i'm not comparing the two i'm oh. talking about just stafford
3: okay that's fine no he has you know he, he it only in a few like seasons no
2: Okay, so I just wanted to throw that out there. That might that might be a factor when he has to make a deep playoff run. I'm just throwing that out there.
3: Transitioning, nah, He can't. He's he gonna close the door on it. He's gonna close the door on it and transition. You
2: <laughs>
0: Who has the most pressure in Seattle? Pete Carroll. Oh, it's gotta be Pete Carroll. Like they won those Super Bowls, made the Super Bowl so long ago. And the team has just not gotten better since then. Like, the defense is not where it was years ago. Yeah, they lost pieces. He's holding Russell Wilson back. They're not letting him air it out. It's a, it's a passing league. And last year, to start the year, he was the hottest quarterback in the league. And he loves the run. He loves to run the ball. But, like, come on now. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. You got to let him do him. Like, he's done him for as long as he's been in the league. You haven't surrounded him with any line help. So he's constantly running out of the pocket, trying to make plays. And that's where you get these off-platform throws that we get from Russell Wilson that that it's incredible. But it's not, it's not because of Pete Carroll, it's because Russell Wilson is one of the best football players in the league. But now we need Pete Carroll to help him out a bit, loosen those reins a little bit unleash your best player like he's unhappy right now in Seattle and that has partly to do with Pete Carroll and the way he's run this team and run this offense so I think he's rubbed a lot of people in Seattle the wrong way clearly there's been guys who've wanted out now it's time for him to you know maybe soften up a little bit ease back and let his his star quarterback run the show because he, he has too much input on that offense and
2: and that's all I gotta say because P Carroll's it's he's right. a it's good party. It's already hard enough. It rains in Seattle 75% of the time. Seattle beautiful, bro. Well, I, 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 from, that's heard, I from what you heard, I completely I've heard the same thing. I'm just saying I want to live there.
3: I'm not saying I'll live there. I want to visit. I don't stop buying high and buy. Seattle's
1: beautiful.
2: We could take we could on Chris's expense. We could go out to Seattle.
1: Net for yeah. real. First of all, ain't nobody going to Seattle. It's cloudy 90% of the time. So I don't no. know where you're getting as beautiful. No, I heard It's really fog- nice foggy. It's foggy year round. so uncultured. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, it's raining half the time. What you mean beautiful? That ain't beautiful. It's wet. <laughs>
3: Yo, this guy, this guy, uh, Russ Wilson, has that organization. They, he's got them right where he wants them. Like, I'm gonna keep it clean. You know, he's got him right where he wants that organization. all the pressures on the front office, all the pressures on Pete Carroll, right? The best they got they went out and got him Gerald Everett. For all the complaining he did, they got they went out and got him Gerald Everett. That's it. That's it. You know, like they're they're doing nothing, they're wasting his career, is what they're doing. So um, no nah, man, he's he he's gonna get up out of there eventually. Um, if they don't figure it out, and I don't think much much is gonna change this year um at all, to be quite frank. Is the offensive line better? I remember a game the Giants played against him where we got quite a few sacks I, I, I don't think they the offensive line is very good. So um, I, I think that that's the problem that they haven't protected him that's what his main complaint was also miles is right they don't open the playbook they try to go back to the run game, but they go back to the run game because they can't protect them. So they, they need to soften up the pass rush of the, of the opposing team, and it limits the offense right. So it, it's a, it, those two things were twofold, right? It's, it's the failure on the general manager's part, right? It's not just a Pete Carroll thing. Um, in fact, I put less of him on Pete, on Pete Carroll. I put more blame on the front office. And Russ gets some blame too. Russ has waited too long to pull this power play. Man, he, We don't get to a place where the NFL quarterbacks are going to run in this thing like the NBA players do. It's going to happen eventually. I think that this domino had to fall. But all the pressures on, on that front office and Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll's going to be the scapegoat. They're gonna fire him. It's not his fault. It's just that's just the way it's and all this. It might shake out, and, and I can see that happening, especially in that division this year, uh, with every team being improved. Especially that Rams team when they see him twice a year, it's gonna be a real humbling experience playing against those those guys.
2: San Fran, beautiful San Francisco. Who has the most
0: pressure in San Fran? Gotta be the front office. Front office, office. yeah, Jimmy. Front office. Hey, Jimmy, the ones who made the move. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. And and Jimmy. It's Jimmy. No, it's not. No, it's not. Jimmy, he's up no. out of
0: here after next year. Dude.
1: Right. He, he's gone anyways. They made that clear. part of the future. We're listen, talking listen, about the
0: future now. There's no listen, hold, there's up, hold, up, Greg. On the
1: hold up, Greg. Hold up, Greg. We're going to let you talk, Greg. We're going to have conspiracies with Greg in a minute. <laughs> but <laughs> nah, nah, here's why it's the front office. It's the front office because you just traded up to get who you think is going to be your savior and quarterback of the future, Matt Jones. They got to get this right because if they get this wrong, everybody getting fired, bro. If Mac, if if you draft Mac Jones when you had the chance to get Justin Fields and it goes south, it's it's done for you. Jimmy Jimmy's been injured. They they've had he's been there what four years now. This is gonna be his fourth season, and they've in the past uh, four years they've they've had uh, three losing records. So, and he's only played I think like. I, I, I want to say it's some crazy number like 17 of their 48 games since since he's came there. He's been injured year after year. So yes, from that perspective yes, because if he plays well this year, it'll give him a chance to to go somewhere else and have a career somewhere else but if he plays bad this year, I understand why there's a lot of pressure on him but I feel like front front office trading up to go ahead and, and get that number three pick, there's more pressure on that because that ruins your future. Jimmy, they can get rid of and, and get somebody else but like if we're talking about the long term they got to get this pick right at number three
3: yes i agree but the only way that i feel is there's more pressure on the front office than there is on jimmy is if they take mac jones if they do things stupid with the pick they take mac jones if they don't do that and they take i don't know uh justin fields or trey lance even um a guy that will definitely thrive in the offense then i feel like they'd be fine i i we have faith in those guys like you know what i'm saying now what do we know like we, we don't we're gonna see how it all shapes out this oppression in the front office is a big move i understand that it's a, but it's a very smart move out of the front office i don't think it's stupid at all jimmy jimmy in this offense is okay you, you're cute you're good like you're a very good team but you need a guy who can run the run by rpo you need a guy that can push the ball down the field and a guy that can make off platform' you, you need a great you need a really a really good quarterback to compete in, in this modern day NFL Right. That, that's the way this thing works. So I think it was smart. I think it was it really was a forward thinking move by the Fran, San Francisco 49ers. There's never been a, a team that was in the Super Bowl like the year before that's ever done this before. This is unheard of trading in the draft to, to get to get a quarterback a, a couple of years after being in the Super Bowl. So, um, yes, there's pressure on them and I get that. But if, they do, if they're smart with it, which I think they're going to be, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Mac Jones. Um, I still have faith for some reason, even though I shouldn't. Uh, the NFL has always let us down, and these these general managers let let us down. But um, mm-hmm. you know, if that's the case, then then I would still I would go with it being on Jimmy Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. That more pressure on him. His career is bound on on the, on the line. Like he, basically, what's happening this year is like, yo, you can play well this year and go somewhere and start, and teams can believe in you, or you can be bad this year, get hurt again, and we're not
0: going to hear from you again. That's it. Basically, his, his career is line. Hmm? No, I'm saying he's basically Sam Bradford right right now. He's been injured every other year, and yeah, what happened yeah. to Sam Bradford? There, so. what happened to Sam Bradford though? He got about it. I mean, he got his money from everybody in the league. He
3: didn't worry about his pockets at all, but he didn't worry about his pockets, bro. It, 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 when, the, when it was time to put up or shut up, he got he got to shut up. They had to go. His career ended. I'm saying this is the, this is the same situation. That's pressure. That's wild pressure. That's why I think it's on Jimmy. The organization, we knew that already. Every year, there's pressure on you. When you have a team that good, you don't win. Everyone's asking questions. I know the last year was the injuries for the whole entire team, but you take the right quarterback at this third pick, you're setting yourself up for the next 10 years with a really, really good football team. Anyone that's money in the quarterback position
2: for a while, right? You're resetting
1: five years.
2: Five years.
3: I
1: think you're being
2: hopeful that they won't draft Mac Jones. Um, if they do, we already know the vibes, we already know how we feel about it. Um, yeah. So, we'll see what happens when the draft comes. We'll definitely be talking more and more about the draft. We'll probably do a live show, at least on the first round. The draft is mad long. So, we might do the first round, let y'all know our live viewpoints on it and whatnot. Greg, you know, I know. Are you live? It might, it, might be, it might be something like that. But this is the end of this episode. What y'all have to look forward to on the next episode, episode 98, we mentioned it, Stafford. Is he better than Colin Murray right now? Is Stafford really going to be able to perform well in the playoffs for a Super Bowl contending team? Air quotes for those who are listening. Super Bowl contending team. Of course, we're going to talk about the MC East also. But y'all know the vibe. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Bitch mob, we out. Peace. Peace.